everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. You know, this is my wife, Lisa. We've been married for almost just 40 years. Yeah, know. I mean, you might be I'm not new just here. Some random girl standing up here then. It's kind of cold in here, isn't it's it? I'm really cold. I know. Anyway, that's okay. We're going to. Today, it's, it's getting ready to get really hot in here. It is. Today, though, we're, really we're, we're talking about a subject that is uh, near and dear to everyone here. We, we like to think about it. We like to sing about it. We like to watch it. We like to read about it. And we're talking about really an aroma, to be, to be honest with you, the, the fragrance, the aroma of romance. Ooh. That's what we're going to talk about today. Romance. How what cool. is romance? and how it, it kind of plays out in marriage and, and also in this whole dating thing and, and how to keep the romance alive. And Lisa, right up front, is romance like an event? Because I think sometimes, because I'm a guy, I tend to compartmentalize things. I'm thinking, okay, this is my romantic life and over here is my work life and over there is my recreational life. but. Well, I'd, I told you this as we've been yeah. working and uh, talking about, you know, and preparing for these messages. I said, Ed, romance is not an event. It's an environment that we create in our home and in our marriage. And so when we have this, I guess we could say a romance, like aroma, a romance. Oh, that's brilliant. Okay, come I love on, that. People. A romance. A romance. Some Don't pot. you want to have an aromance? That it's, it's, it if there's permit- an attorney here, we can trademark that, That's right? Trademark it. But it per- Are people doing that these days? Trademarking phrases? But back to, but we just want to, <laughs> back to romance. Okay. Um, it permeates every area of your home. And so when you think about romance, it's not an event, it's an environment, and it actually relates to scripture. In 2 Corinthians 2.15, it says, For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. Now, our lives as Christ followers, those of us who have given our hearts to Christ and as we live each and every day, the way that we live, this, this um, lifestyle of obedience mm-hmm. is an aroma to God because of Jesus in our hearts. And not only does it speak to God with an aroma, it also permeates those who are saved. So my life becomes an encouragement to other Christians. And then I also am allowed the opportunity to be noticed by those who are not Christians and they see something is different. And I have to ask myself, and I think you should ask yourself, what do I smell like? Or, or at least, I mean, am I stinking up the joint? Uh, you know? Well, that, that works too. So when it comes to romance between a husband and a wife, we've already talked about in our previous sessions the fact that marriage between a man and a woman is analogous to Jesus' marriage, the bride of Christ, his church. So this aroma principle affects and or can be used as you demonstrate Yeah, and it even, it even affects, though, and this kind of sounds strange, strange, but it's like romancing the home, in other words, that our romance permeates, obviously, our relationship, God wants it to, and our relationship with our kids. 
People are dying, aren't they, Lisa, to, to understand this and to know about this because we've talked about marriage for 32 years unashamedly, unapologetically. We've written a lot about the subject. We even have an updated book coming out in just a couple of weeks. And the reason is marriage is the foundation, it's the anchor of our culture. Yes. So goes marriage, so goes everything. Think about it. And God created marriage. He thought it up in the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible. So when someone says, I mean, why get married anyway? Who thought marriage up? God did. It's a God-ordained covenant, which is basically a commitment on steroids. That's right. In 2018, Ed, there was a study done. I'm kind of thinking that once we segued into COVID, a lot of studies got put on the back burner. Yeah. So I'm reaching back to 2018. 84% of couples live together versus getting married. That's saying a lot about culture's so view you're saying of marriage. 84% of couples. They did, were not married. They, well, they weren't going to get married. They chose just to live together. Oh, interesting. So it's, it just shows how the trend of marriage, people don't understand And obviously that's, that's, that's not working playing house because no. the divorce rates have skyrocketed. Another statistic is this. There is a greater percentage of divorces among those who live together before they get married. And for the guy, it's the perfect world. Sex, free sex with um, no real commitment or responsibilities because once she doesn't act like I want her, I'm out, you know? So, so some of you are like, oh no, you don't know my man. He loves me for who I am. You just cut off sex and he'll bolt in a heartbeat. Speaking of sex, what about sex and marriage? Because romance- I'm for it. <laughs> romance is connected to intimacy. And, and I know this is troubling for our kids, our adult children to listen to this. I know, listen. I know, I know, but we gotta talk about it. You know, we have to keep it real because God does. And our children, you know, they are, they are such great sports because years ago, I don't know how many years ago it was when we came out with the book Sex Experiment, they were sitting on the front row and having to listen to their mom and dad talk about sex. And that is, every child just wants to go, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you know, yeah. they don't want to hear that. And they have been such great sports. So next week, we're planning on them being on the stage to share with Pray you guys what marriage looks like for them now that they're grown Yeah, and they're going to kind of share and what, how yeah, yeah, yeah. Our events marriage, like them sitting on the front row while we were talking yeah. about sex has affected them or scarred them or whatever. So it's going to be an interesting and week next they're week. They're going to tell stories, you know, about, about our lives, I'm sure, some great stories and also some stories that maybe we were a little bit embarrassing at. and yeah. that, that we can work on. But that's the thing about marriage. Obviously, marriage is between a man and a woman. In fact, the first statement about you and me was a sexual statement. It's a boy, it's a girl. And as and, much as culture wants to change that, yeah. it's still, That's right. it's a boy, Amen. it's a girl. That's it. Period. That's it. Period. So we believe the best place to hear about romance is in the church. Well, first of all, in the family, yes. I should say, for family, yes. again, marriage, you know what I'm saying to you, kids, then the church. Sadly though, we've, we've kicked, as I've said a squillion times, We've kicked the bed out of church, but we need to put the bed back in church, talk openly and honestly, and, and uh, 
what else? Well, no, Ed, I wanna, is there another wanna, adjective creatively, I guess, wanna, about the beauty of sex? I want to just say right here now, though, that romance and sex are not interchangeable words. Huh. One can lead to the other, what? but they're not the same thing. So romance, we're going to break that down. That's right. And then we're going to talk about sex. So it's going to be, Lisa, romance should be an environment mm -hmm. within the relationship. So what, what we've done is we've sort of unpacked this, this message around a recipe, a recipe for romance. Lisa is a phenomenal cook. She's written a couple of cookbooks. And, you know, a lot of times when you're cooking, Invariable. the aroma... It's good. It's great. There's been a few times where not yeah, so much. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, but not a lot. invariably, if I chop onions, bell peppers, mm -hmm. um, and, and put a little garlic in and start sauteing, Ed will come in, he'll go, oh, what are you making? What are you making? Because you cannot keep that contained to the kitchen. It's going to go throughout. Yes. So this recipe is not going to be contained. It's going to spread like wildfire, and we're going to just and celebrate you know, it. I know some couples here are really dealing with some yes. difficult issues. About 50% of married couples say that they struggle in the area of intimacy, sex, there's and romance. Frustration. Yeah, and, and yes. there's, a, there's a frustration there. And Others, Lisa, I mean, have, have, have totally sort of disengaged and they're not having any sort of intimacy whatsoever. And I will say that your your marriage can go through highs and lows and seasons where you are more fulfilled and seasons where you are less fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So let's just talk about the romance. Well, let me uh, start recipe. again with uh, the text and, and let's uh, jump back to 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verses 3 and 4. It says, the husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife and likewise the wife to her husband. The wife's body does not belong to her alone, but also to her husband. In the same way, the husband's body does not belong to him alone, but also to his wife. We need to think right because it's between the ears before it's between the legs. It's north before it goes south. We're talking an environment, an aroma of romance, intimacy, and sex. Yes, and so many times we have a hard time talking about this. It, do you feel yourself just kind of getting? It got very, very quiet. Very, yeah. very quiet. Just take a deep breath, as we say all the time. It's just because God's desire is for husbands and wives to be fulfilled from one another, from yes. one another. So it is critical that I understand Ed's needs and he understands my needs. Communication is a huge part of that. Seeking wise counsel if you are going through a very frustrating time in your relationship, and we've talked about that in prior sessions. But what is this recipe? I can't wait. Well, this, this recipe is, is going to be really specified by introducing you to several personalities. Now these personalities are going to be sort of uh, funny, I think, You'll kind of laugh. 
you'll see yourself in these personalities. Like don't these raise nine. your hand. Yeah, or don't, yeah, don't do that. But, but laughter is good because it makes you relax. And also laughter helps you receive information yeah. that you would not normally receive. No elbowing the person next to you. No, don't do that. Especially if they're your spouse. So, But, but, when you but these are the, recipe wreckers. You know, it's possible to wreck a recipe. So these are some cooks that don't need to be in the kitchen. Yeah. Okay. So the first one, the first couple, Lisa and I named them Rick and Rhonda Rude. You're just rude to one another. I mean, you know, the guy might just slap his wife on the posterior and say, it's time to tango, baby. You know what I'm saying to you? Like, whoa. Or, yeah, there's, you know, just kinda, there's not kinda, softness. There's no softness or in it. A cup, uh, you mentioned a dog breeder that we had dealt with and yeah. how this dog breeder, when she was talking about her dog, she talked so kind and soft. And then when her husband you know, interjected into the conversation, she was just awful in her tone of voice and the way she talked to him. And I think a lot of us are guilty of giving our spouse just this this crassness, this, this abruptness that we call rude. Yeah this, yeah, this negativity. And it takes 20 positive comments to erase one. And, we had that talk this week. We had this talk this week. <laughs> it's okay to we laugh. Did. We, we, yeah, we, we did. argue, Lisa and I do. We, and it, we, we don't did. agree on everything. You can guess which one was responsible for the 20 compliments. Just say. Okay, okay now the next couple, <laughs> the next couple, Al and Abby Average. You've read the stats. An average marriage, married couple makes love 1.2 times per week. And I asked Ed, so describe the point two to me. Yeah, I just can't picture this. Quite figured that out. But <laughs> We're anyway, trying to figure that one out. Al and Abby Average, they're like, okay, we've not done it in like eight days. We've got to do it. And, is, and then we sort of keep score, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Of, of, of that. And that, yeah. that can... That can be a romance uh, wrecker. Uh, and then Mark and Mandy, monotony. Oh, wow. That's when the guy, you know, he's like, okay, I dated you, I romanced you back in the day, we're married now. He is hung from the rafters, his, his courting jersey, his dating jersey, his romance jersey, and it's like, all right, I got her, and that's the uniform that I wore when I made magic happen. But now, it's just but, like, okay, let's have dinner, watch Netflix, and we'll make love 1.2 times <laughs> a week. But women? Just monotonous, we, you know what I'm saying to you ladies? We can be guilty of Boring, that as well. Boring, predictable. But we can be guilty of that as well. That's so true. often, you know, how much time did we take preparing for those dates before we got married? You know, the makeup, making sure we got Ooh. our workout in so we would feel the best physically. Yes. You know, workouts bring about serotonin. It raises your mood. Mm -hmm. And so all of these different things. And all of a sudden it's like, I ain't got time for that. And we, we also become monotonous in how we present ourselves and all of those things. There was a restaurant Lisa and I used to eat at a lot. It was called George's. And they had a big sign in George's that, that read, if you don't take your lady to George's, someone else will. Mm. That's so true. So we say, have an affair with your spouse. Yep. Because... What happens in marriage is if you're not bringing romance and creativity after a while, not in all cases, you will do that with someone else 
who is not your spouse. And then, of course, we have to call in the lawyers and monotony, for the craziness. I believe monotony increases with children because you get into, you have to have a routine. You have to have uh, planned events with children, but it just means that you have to be more intentional about breaking the monotony for your date night and all of those things. How about Curtis and Karen critique? Mm. Do we have any critiques here? Would it be critique or critical? Critical. Critical. I think critique is there's a place for critique in conversation. Yeah, we mentioned that last you know, time a little bit. Yeah, but criticism is where you're tearing someone down. You're 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 finding you're fault personal. in everything and making it personal. And so my words matter to you. And if it's a constant diet of mm criticism, or you could say critique, because critique can go overboard if it's just repetitive. So yes, be careful about how much time you spend critiquing or being critical. Number five, if you're keeping count here, Val Average, Ted and Tina tired. Oh, we're just, just so tired. Tired. Honey, I'm just so tired. Worn out. I'm just so tired. I'm busy. But wait a minute, honey. Uh, oh, my sister's calling. Hi, how are you doing? <gasps> oh, you're kidding me. That sounds great. Hold on one second and I'll go get um, that paper I was promised I was going to read to you. I mean, and we you'll have, leap out of bed and sprint the and energy. get the paper. Yeah. It's amazing how much energy because the phone rang and I was able to pick up the phone, but I was so tired, Fred. Hmm. That, that never happens in our home. Ever. Ever. Okay, Number six, going. the sixth couple, Tom and Tammy, technology. Oh my 45 goodness. 45%, Lisa, of spouses say that technology is a problem in marriage, and 43% of spouses take technology to bed. And it's, it's so easy because of the iPad, you read right. books. I'm, I'm actually an old school page turner, mm -hmm. so I like the actual paper book. Ed reads on his iPad. So that is tough, but you have to be able to figure out how far we're gonna go with the book and, and, and putting the technology away and having a good balance. A lot of people have a basket where you drop your technology in the basket. That's a great idea. I don't know, what, what works for you? Yeah, we can have technoria. We can have <laughs> so much I made that word up. We can have so much technology. Really? I never That knew. it makes our entire marriage sick. And it's called technoria. You heard it here. The problem with technology is we're just staring at a screen and we forget. I know. If you, know. you look at, if you look out, if you're at a restaurant and look at families and how they just sit and their kids are on their phones, they're on their phone, and I'm like, why didn't you just order takeout and everybody ate in their room? I mean, it's just, it's, it's really quite sad Yeah, and to I would see. say, Lisa, do not, this is just a personal opinion, do not bring technology to any table when you're eating, with your spouse or with your kids. And this is a challenge for it's us. It's challenging. Because we've been, we've been trained. This, this was not an issue when Ed and I were first married because there was no such thing as a cell phone. I mean, can you can all picture not having a cell phone? Yeah. We actually drove long distances with the risk of breaking down on the side of the road and not having any way to call somebody. It would just be, God help us. We're gonna have to figure this out. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm dead serious. And so you can eat 
a meal without technology. You know what drives me it's, crazy? It's, it's possible. Again, this is kind of a personal thing. It's kind of a beef I have with technology, but if I'm having lunch with someone, and I just don't really have lunch with people a lot. I just don't like to. Anyway, I had lunch with this guy the other day, and we sat down, and he puts his phone right by his plate. And it's on, and he was talking to me, kind of glanced, I'm thinking like, man, why are we even having lunch, my brother? If you want to talk on the phone, if you're that important, just leave, you know? So it, it, it's not, it's not mannerly, it's, it's rude, it takes away from, from, from eye contact, and if you have a call that's that important, you shouldn't have some sort of a lunch. That's, that's my Maybe opinion. So. All right, here's someone else. Have you ever met the sweatshirt family, Steve and Sarah sweatshirt? Yeah, I kind of hit on this a little bit ago, but you just oh, forget that that's you- that's convicting, oh, it I, is. I, I will confess, um, I had this one particular sweatsuit it was green and it had the zip up hoodie oh. and I would wear, I mean, it was cute. It was, it was like a, a I thought it was cute and it was a late, you know, a label. It wasn't, I mean, it was nice, but I wore it and I wore it. I called I it her it, uniform one day. Called I called it said, my uniform. Lisa, are going to put your uniform on? No. We actually had a friend who said, yep, that's her uniform. Uh, Friend, he, and they yeah, were, and they were first, friends. And at first, but when I, I joked, you didn't really like it that much, but then you start laughing about it later. I started laughing, but the same about friend, five years later, we the can same laugh about friend it. which I'm not sure why we were friends, but the same friend said that the chairs around our dining room table were very hard. They didn't have cushions. And after he said that my green sweatsuit was a uniform, I took that sweatsuit and I cut it up and I made cushions for our table. <laughs> and the next time they came for dinner, is that good? He sat on one of those Ooh. green cushions. Okay, yeah. there you that's go. That's why you cannot argue with a woman, guys. <laughs> I mean, but that's where you have to not take mm -hmm. yourself so seriously and listen to a little bit of mm -hmm. feedback and go, hmm. And maybe see what I I'll do. Here, here's, here's what I'll do in the mornings. I, I usually get it really, really early. And I will, I will put on um, athletic attire. I don't take a shower, showers are overrated. <laughs> I'll put on athletic attire, walk into my office because I do most of my work at my home office. So I, I work and work and work and then I'm thinking to myself, well, the reason I wear this and I don't shave and, and don't do my hair is because I'm gonna work out later that day. But I look horrible, I mean, I know. I just don't look that great. So then finally, you know, I'll have some lunch or whatever, and then about one or two, I'll go in and I'll ride the Peloton. Mm -hmm. And normally, I won't take a shower after I ride the Peloton. He just goes back to the office. I'll go back to the office or I'll walk into our garage where I used to have a little weight room, but Lisa has taken that over now. I only have a space about that big now no, to do a little curl. No, that's not true. That is, that's a that's, little joke, guys. You know how women take over the house and. It's All of a sudden, good. you have a little spot. I have my fishing stuff here, a couple of weights. And I'm like, okay, man, nice weight room. I remember <laughs> when. That's really funny. So, so anyway, um, I am, I'm guilty of that. And Lisa suggested to me, like I suggested to you, but she did it in a great way. Like, honey, you need to, to be more presentable. You, 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 need, you know, it would help. She goes, sometimes, I mean, it's great for you to, you know, wear your athletic stuff, your Lululemon or Nike or whatever it is, but that's not- we, You what know you, what I did? I, I equated it to how you perceived me. And yeah. that was a word picture. You know, we do well to communicate with word pictures. Do you know what a word picture is? That's where you use an example that you can envision in your head. 
and it makes sense. Men especially work well with word pictures. They do. Yeah. Don't you? Is this helping everyone? I hope so. Helps me. Okay. Oh, I, I love this. Matt and Mary Money, they're so freaked out about finance, they can't do any romance because how much does that cost? 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 You'll never be romantic. You'll never be creative. If the first thing you think about is, how much does that cost? It's not gonna happen. I'm all for a budget. The 10, 10, 80 principle, we give the first 10 to the house, we save at least 10, live on the rest, great. And romance is creativity. We have found that some of our most creative moments have been um, founded or created out of restriction. In other words, financial restrictions. Oh, we just don't have enough money don't to do this. Don't let a limited budget it affect a, your creativity. A, yes, because you are able to think more creatively in order to Yeah, I think the most creative ideas, Lisa, just like you said, are when we're definitely limited and, and, and when you're not thinking about money so much. That's when creativity flies. Yes. I, I tell pastors this when I, when I lecture and, and consult all over the place. I go, don't let your budget limit your creativity. I think we have a creative advantage when we don't start with the cash money. That's good. But some of the creativity, it does not take money. Okay, moving on along. Okay, We'd like to introduce you to Ira and Irene Ice. You're cold as ice. Remember that song? Willing to sacrifice our love. Foreigner. No one even knows that. Google real music. <laughs> real where music. Where you just ice one another out. And, and that one leads us a little bit to the next one. But first of all, dealing with ice is just you freeze your spouse out. Again, um, there, this is a unit. We are a oneness here because of mm -hmm. what God created in our relationship. We are one. And so freezing one another out only does damage to ourselves. It does. I want to add one. I just thought about another one. Okay. I thought we had one more. No, I'm going to add another one. Oh, okay. Okay. You never know. Let me think. I'll call this Greg and Gertrude Greeter. Okay. Gre gre the greeter. 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 You come home. Many of us are happier to see spot than our spouse. Whoa, whoa. So <laughs> right, here we right. go. This is, this is going to be a little bit graphic. We spend so much time and energy at Fellowship Church working with and selecting our greeters. Our greeters are absolutely magnificent. I'm talking like we have the best greeters of any church I've ever seen around the world. I'm just gonna brag just for a second. When you greet your spouse, it's the two second rule, watch this. You don't mind if I kiss Lisa, do you? Two seconds, watch this. Two, okay, wow. Y'all, that's so awkward. No, no it's not, it's not, I mean, because it's it's not awkward because, because he's kissing I, me. It's awkward because of where we are right now. Don't do this kiss, ladies. No. Like, mm, 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 mm. 
or guys, you know, it's, it's, it's a real kiss. And I can work on that and do a better job of that. Because okay. you know, I love dogs. And Lisa, you love dogs. I don't but kiss them, But we can them, sometimes though. give more romantic energy to them, you know? Most dog owners are feeling very convicted yes, right yes. now. Okay, let's move, because we gotta go. Okay, let's... this is my favorite. The last one, save the best for last. Ned and Nona, no. How many times do you just say no to your spouse? No. Oh, no. I gotta tell you this story. I hope I can tell it. <laughs> Dr. Willard Harley, an expert in marriage and marital relations and, and conflicts, tells the story of a husband and wife in a room. There was a table in this room with a big glass of water. Harley writes, the wife was incapacitated. She could not pick up the water and drink it. So the husband had to pick up the glass of water for her if she was thirsty to give her the water to drink. One day, as they were standing in this room, the wife goes, honey, I'm thirsty. The husband goes, mm, I don't want to give you water right now. An hour went by. Honey, I'm really thirsty. I mean, I'm thirsty. And the husband goes, with an attitude like that, you're not going to get water for a long time and he spins on his heels and walks out of the room. <laughs> hours and hours go by. The wife now who can't drink the water by herself, she is livid. And when she sees her husband again, she goes, I want water now! Okay. He takes the water, gives it to his wife and he goes, just drink it, just drink it. Now the wife knows, wow, as she's drinking this water, I'm gonna have to go through this same drill again, over and over and over again, just to get water? Harley goes, I just described to you the sex life of many married couples. You're the only option. You're the only romantic option. You're the only option with intimacy, the only option with sex. And God wants sex to be wonderful and creative and mutually satisfying. So that's why scripture says in 1 Corinthians 7, 5, do not deprive each other, know your nose, except perhaps by mutual consent. Let me say it again. Mutual consent. Mutual consent. And for a time, so that you may devote yourselves to prayer, then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. As great a plan as God has for our marriage, and his plan smacks Satan's every time, the devil 
has a plan and it's working in a lot of, in a lot of ways to thwart, to mess up marriages. And one of the big ways he does it is through romance. So you have to know your nose. That's now, what right. does that look like? I mean, how do you say no? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, um, no. And <laughs> no, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah, how do you say no? No, honey. In that way. Would it be, how would it be if we waited tomorrow? I, I, you know, okay, it's yeah. been a really, tomorrow. That's really, cool. really, really, really No rough with day. an appointment. All but right. it's not, no, no. Or no. Really? No. It's, it's also how you present the no. It took me back just a second. I'm Why? sorry. I, I don't know. I didn't know you were going to ask the question. Okay. <laughs> But that's, that's, a, that's, okay. a very, that's a very important thing because we, we all deal with that situation because There's no way rarely are every, we both yeah. in the mood At equally. At the same time. I mean, except special occasions or something. I mean, and, other than that, you're not you, going to be. You just said something. You said your spouse is the only option. Okay, that sounds negative to me. Okay. It is a privilege that you were able to satisfy the needs of your spouse. Yes. It is a privilege. God has given you, that was the weakest clap ever. Oh, I know, it's I'm sad. assuming that there are not many married couples. And listen, we're not doing That's this for thought. the applause. Please understand that. But if you don't understand that it is a privilege for you to satisfy your spouse sexually, then you're going to run into the deep weeds very, very oh, quick. Oh, you'll never make very, it. Very, very quick. It's so it's not, not about, it's not about fun and laughter and all that. Of course, we want yes. you to soften this message, but I'm just telling you, it's a privilege. And if you look at your spouse with disdain, disrespect, or with some type of um, low-grade energy, you're never going to experience marriage the way God wants you to. Never. And that's and that's too. That's the problem of pornography and the problem of social media. As great as social media is, there is a dark, sinister side. I mean, we can take our phones, bump, 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 porn, 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 and what people do from TikTok to Facebook, you name it. And then, of course, all of the the porn sites. No spouse on planet Earth can compete with those porn actors and actresses. And I'm being nice calling them that, but that's what they call themselves. We can't. Pornography ruins marriages. It ruins lives. The reason that so many 20-something men are impotent today is because of porn. So we're allowing our culture we're sitting at the feet of the enemy himself to teach us about sex, and it's all counterfeit the way he does, compared to the God of the universe who created sex. So let's learn from the one who created it, and let's understand that it's part of discipleship, because one day we're gonna be held accountable regarding how we served our spouses sexual needs. So now when you want to have sexual intercourse, don't say that. Just say, honey, let's, let's disciple one another. You know what? The I second think, one. Oh, no, I, no. no. I, I was just going to say. Oh, no, no, wait. I was going to say. That, could, was, that was funny. Can we there. change this up a bit? That was fun. And do our acrostic on sex? Because I think that's what we should end with. Well, I had one, two, three other quick things, but okay, we can do that. 
No, yeah, no. We, I we, just think it would be good. It would be. It's, it just makes a nice little transition. So, sex, S-E-X, S. Supernatural. God invented it. He, he established it for one man, one woman in the context of marriage. God invented, God invented sex, sex and romance. And Jesus modeled it. His relationship, his intimate relationship with the bride. Jesus, the bridegroom, the bride being the church. And couples, number three, desperately need it. That's right. E is enjoyment. Sex was created for our enjoyment. It's not for procreation. For, for pleasure. Uh, I, I mean, that, that it is for procreation, but that's not to... I'm sorry. That's not the main thing in sex. The main thing in sex, read it in the book of Genesis, is pleasure, then procreation. And so if sex is not enjoyable for you in the context of marriage, then please seek counsel so that you can overcome those barriers, those things that are causing um, the enjoyment to be pushed away. And then finally, sex is... So we said it's supernatural. It's enjoy, for enjoyable. Enjoyment. It should be enjoyable. And it's um, God created, not X-rated. God created, not X-rated. I, I think I told you the time, but let me tell it again. When this porn star came to Fellowship Church, there, there was some sort of a show that that wanted to that wanted to interview us debating sex. Like I had written along with Lisa this experiment. This young lady was a uh, big time uh, porn star. So she sat right there, I sat right there and the cameras were rolling and we talked about sex. And she told me why she was a porn star and she, she gave me her, her thoughts on sex and then I just simply told her in a nice way what the Bible says about sex. And while I was talking, I mean, the Holy Spirit of God just came in and the girl just started weeping. She was totally broken down. She said, I've never heard this before in my life, on and on and on. To make a long story very short, as she exited this worship center and hopped in her limousine, we had some ladies from the church, you know, walk with them out to the limousine. She turned to her boyfriend, ex-porn star manager, and she said, what if, what if that guy's right? I've never forgotten that. I just simply said what God says. God is right. God is righteous. All God the time. has. All the time. Has the best of story. But Lisa, I know we're in overtime, but let's, let's, just, let's just do these last. I tried. I know, I know, I but just, I can tell. <laughs> they want to hear just a couple more. I can okay. tell. They're so excited. They're so happy. I want, I want to finish it. Okay, so follow sorry. the recipe, number one. Number two, check the temperature. What should the temperature be? I'll talk quick. In your marriage, 52.2. What? That's cold. I know it is, but that's not what I'm talking about. 52.2. They're 52 weeks out of the year. Are you ready for this? Date your spouse once a week. Let me say it again. Man, we're, we have a lot of people who aren't dating. I'm, talk, I'm not talking about double dating that one out with a junior senior prom. I'm talking about date your spouse. It's a game changer. It changed the temperature of our marriage. Also too, here we go now. Clean out the pantry. No. 
Oh, no, sorry. no. There's something else I wanted to mention. I love this. I think B, okay, there's, 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 there's 52.2. All right, so we date our spouse. The goal oh. is. Oh, we yeah, go out of right, town right, right, twice right. a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 52 we, weeks yes, a year. Yes, we date our spouse once a week, Ooh, and then I'm twice sorry. a year, we spend the night away from our kids. From our kids. Okay. And you don't have to spend a squillion dollars. Yeah, get your. And you know my definition of kids, keeping intimacy at a distance successfully. That's right. So. And that's a fact, Jack. We love our kids, but we still have to have this romance and intimacy while we have kids. Number three, clean, clean out, out the, the pantry. pantry. You break that one down. Huh? Tell me what they mean. We have to get the issues on the, on the table. You've right. got to talk about it yeah. openly and honestly right. about your, your, your uh, situation. And then number four? Number four, enjoy the meal. Enjoy marriage. Find something, and I'm not talking about sex, guys, that you enjoy doing together. It, enjoy, it, it creates that environment for romance. Yes, and, and some people are like, oh man, I hate my spouse. I mean, I'm telling you, people are, are, are like, she's so boring, he's so boring, blah, 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 one, two, three, four. Well, you used to love each other. Yeah. You used to go back to what you used to do together. Are you feeling me? Those activities, whatever yes. it might be. Bring, bring, the, bring the past. Into the present. You see me skipping? But when you do these things, this recipe, it will create that beautiful aroma, that aroma that not only honors God, but shows the world what true marriage is all about. Lisa, thank you for thank being you. here. And thank, thank you, you for being my wife. <laughs> thank you for your teaching, Miss. She's an amazing speaker, I'm yeah, telling you. I Thank you for, um, for doing this every week without me sometimes. <laughs> it's not easy. This is tough, but it's so good. It's so good. Thank you. We're going to be positive. Yes, we're positive. positive. We don't have to do this. We, we get, get to, to do, do this. this. That's right. All right. That's right. Okay, guys. Hey, thank you so much for being here. And I want to have a word of uh, prayer because this is, a, this is a heavy subject. And these obviously are biblical principles. And, and let me tell you this. This only happens, what we're talking about, only happens by the power of the gospel. If you don't have Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit operative in your life, yep. you, you, you can't do the things or have the things that God wants you to have. And if you're willing to work, I'm telling you, if you're willing to work, I think 100% of the marriages can flourish. And thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless. God bless.